Hey, this is Get to Know Nobody, and I'm Lily. Today I'm here with, like, one of my best friends and cousin, Haley. <laughs> and, um, I actually, for those of you who don't really understand, who don't really see it in the same light, Haley is my cousin. She's, like, my step-cousin. So, my stepdad's brother's daughter. And, <laughs> like, I know some people are like, oh, yeah, you guys aren't really related. I'm like, no, we're fucking related, okay? That's just how we're it is. We're fucking related, That's okay? Really it's just, I know some people don't see it that way. Because I've been told, <laughs> friends have asked me, is it is it your real cousin or your fake cousin? I'm like, no, it's my real cousin. <laughs> She's my cousin. She's my cousin. <laughs> It's like, yeah. we, we are there for each other, so we're family. Yeah, that's what makes me my cousin now. Yeah. So, yes. Haley, so what do you do? So, currently, I'm actually a retail worker. And passion-wise, I have no idea. We will figure that out eventually. But now, that's basically it. I'm just trying to figure out where to go. Yeah. Do you like retail? I like retail better than fast food. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely love it yeah. better than fast food. Retail still sucks, but it's a lot better than fast food. I think most of the time when I work jobs, I always find out, like, I like the people at the jobs. I don't like the jobs. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Same, same. It's like, I need to I need to find people I can talk shit about mm-hmm. work with in order for me to still like working here. It's like, I gotta be able to come and be like, at least I'm looking forward to the people. Mm-hmm. Because if I'm not looking forward to the job, I need to look forward to something. <laughs> yes, I agree. Anyways... <laughs> We're also drinking, because today is a wine day. It is a wine day. And we chose to have... I can't even say the name, so you guys will never know. Fuck it. Anyways, it's wine that we like, because <laughs> yes, usually we don't like wine. Yeah, I can agree. Yeah, usually I don't... I haven't gotten to that point where I, I like the taste of, like, wine. actual wine. Ugh. I like the fruity wine. Yes, I like yes. wine that... Just like I like my beer, I like it when it doesn't taste like, like beer. beer. I like wine that doesn't taste like wine. Yeah. So, I'm to the point where I like beer... But maybe she'll find beer one day. One day, one day I'll beer be there, will like, be in her. Dang, beer is good. good. But yeah. now she's like, I like beer that tastes like water. Yeah. I like beer that tastes like juice. <laughs> That's yeah. it. That's what it is. But yes, we're drinking right. wine. Mm-hmm. Oh, what were we talking about when we were downstairs? We're like, this wine is great for when your parents are bugging the shit out of you. This wine is great when you're really fucking annoyed. We were talking about how instead of like how people recommend, oh, this wine is good when you eat some cheese. We'd be like, this wine is good when you're sad. Yes. <laughs> this wine is good when you're celebrating. <laughs> we should make a wine business like that. Because yes. you know what? We drink wine for occasions and feelings, not for food. That's in the past. Yes, We're I into the I future. I don't understand these people who go wine tasting and they spit out the wine. I'm like, oh, but it did go. To um, a wine tasting? Not to a wine tasting. I went to this, uh, I went to Chicago. In Chicago, I, they had like, you know, plates set up with certain like, you know, cheese, grapes, all that wine tasting shit, okay? Orders. <laughs> Orders. <laughs> they had that, but then wine does really taste different after you eat them. But like I said, it, this is not the wine we, we got. <laughs> we also don't have snacks, so we don't know what wine goes with them. <laughs> what snacks go with the wine that we currently have? I feel I can understand it though because the first time I had cheese and grapes together, my mind was like blown. I was mm-hmm. like, like, damn, this is why people serve this shit at parties. It's good. It's really good. It's like I get a cheese plate. I get it. I get it. Yeah, because usually I'd be like, cheese. who the hell's eating cheese, grapes, and gra- <laughs> crackers together? Y'all wild. 
In my head, I'm thinking, that's why y'all don't season your food. <laughs> yeah, sorry for the background noise. Oh, wait, when you heard Devante's podcast, did you hear the background noise, too? Not a lot, a little bit, but not enough to distract me. Yeah, but you knew, like, I, I knew that was going to end. I was like, uh, yeah, this podcast is ending. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everyone was walking in. People were coming back from work. Yeah, mm-hmm. this is over. But that was a good one. Um, So, I forgot what we were going to go into. <laughs> no, I'm... <laughs> Parenting sucks. Parenting is not something I. Oh wait! Oh, we should talk. Parenting sucks. Parenting is not something. Oh my god! I I I realize now I can only be a temporary parent, and what that means is I can babysit kids because at the end of the day I can give the kids back. That's what I like. That's what it is. No, and like I said, I think what happened. It's kind of like. If the parents weren't divorced, it would have been a different story. It would have been a different It would have been a very different story. Because it's like... So, well, this is like... Um, can I brief the story? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Because I don't want to say anything too much, but... So there's no names. I'm going to brief the story. So what happened was... Uh, nieces and nephews are over. Like, they're, they're from a different state, and the parents are divorced. And so, like, you know, um, the kids are, like, my cousin's kids. And she lives somewhere else. And anyways, what happened was... We had a pool one today. Of the, one of the kids was upset, and he felt like he was being bullied. But that's just how the, our family is, where we're just really, really mean, really rough with each other. That's just how we are. I think it's what happened was that we were roughhousing, and we had a pool set up, and we were dunking each other, making fun of each other. But I think at with this family is, we kind of realized that that's how we are, because we like roughhousing a lot. Yeah. Even at when I was his age, even at that time, I was roughhousing with my cousins. Mm-hmm. I didn't like it, but at the same time, I was kind of like, that's just how how it is. And you grow and you grow later in your life to appreciate it. Because yeah. Because it helps you build like a thicker skin, and you're able to carry yourself a little better. Exactly. So, but at, right now, he called his dad crying, and then his dad called his mom, who's my sister, who then called me, and it was just like, my son's not like that. He is soft. You have to be sensitive towards him. Back in my head, I'm like, because you're raising a pussy. But I couldn't <laughs> say that because that's not my kid. <laughs> yeah. But either way, it's because, like, the dad isn't in our family. So he's pretty much like, oh, like, what the fuck are you doing with my kid? Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like that. That's why I was like, if they weren't divorced, it would be a different story. It would story. be different. Because it be a different story. Because he would I, it. Yeah, when I was with my sister... You know, she used to be like, you know, that's just how my family is. We're cool. But because it was the dad's side of the family, they're not like that. I can understand why he was like, don't treat my kid like this. But at the same time, I'm kind of like, why would you treat your kid so soft and gentle in a world that's very hard and cruel? That's that's a family we don't know and we don't understand. But it's also like, if you were to meet my family, it's kind of like, we are like that. But was just say really being cousins, we understand that like our family is really making And like break. don't get me wrong, it's too like she's from this family specifically, so that's how they are specifically. Mm-hmm. I I am like, you know, the one that was like my mom married, you know, her, into I was she married was the into, one that had to adapt. Yeah, I had to adapt. So like I can understand where he's coming from in a way, but I can also see for myself like I had to learn how to be like, I was like, damn, they're really fucking rude to each other. Like, they're straight up rude <laughs> yeah. to each other. Really and I'm like, but it's all out of, out of love. And I'm like, of course, we're going to have to be rude to each other. Because, like, when other people are rude to us, we're like, yeah, that doesn't even compare. Yeah. <laughs> you don't even we, know. We, we do it in a sense of, like, when people try to make fun of you, you can always look at them and be like, damn, my family's worse than you. And it's because you carry yourself higher and better. And I think I, when I used to, because... 
Another backstory is like my my parents divorced, so this is my dad's side of the family. I used to stick with my mom's side, so even me, I had to get reintroduced to it as well. And I, in the first couple months, I used to cry a lot because it used to be like, "Why are they so mean? They're hurting my feelings." But when I got over it, I was kind of like, you know, that's just how they are. That's how they show their love. Because when they can't joke with you and mess around with you, it's because they're not comfortable. With yeah, you. and I think that's why it's like if I'm mean to somebody, it's because I actually like you. Yeah, it's like I I'm like love you. It's like you know me well enough to know that I don't mean any of this. And you know me well enough that, like, you're free to crack jokes at me as yeah. well. It's like, I'm purposely pointing out your fuck-ups because it's funny. It's okay? funny. It's funny to point them out, and you shouldn't be hurt about it. You shouldn't be hurt. And if you want revenge, you can point out and my fuck-ups. And the thing is, like, because our family is so involved with each other, we all know everybody yeah. else's fuck-ups. <laughs> really so, <do>. like, <laughs> I can say things. Like, you know one thing? They'll always point out my DUI. I have that for life. Like, they're always going to say shit about it. So when other people say shit about it, I'm like, yeah, whatever. Like, <laughs> my family's burned me already about it. Well, another one Your thing that we did, this one time, we had a fire at the house. Oh, my God. That would and always be the one. That would be with me and her specifically because we were in this situation together. We had a fire at the house, and when the firefighters told us to leave the house, we decided to sleep. <laughs> <Yeah>. Again. <laughs> Literally, it was firefighters knocking on the door opening doors is everybody out of the house and i'm like <gasps> we both skipped school that day we looked at each other <laughs> like are we, we out the house <laughs> we were sleeping in the same room <laughs> the door fucking opens and i'm like i closed the door <laughs> i closed the door and we went back to sleep yeah. <laughs> and the thing is like in my mind it's like okay so we were we were living in the house together we have a really big house too so like a lot of people live in the house. And usually, a lot of people are also arguing in the house. And I'm here thinking, they're probably arguing. When we hear loud <laughs> noises, it's like, the door. it's arguing. We're cool. Like, <laughs> and then it was firefighters. And we're like, oh, fuck. We gotta go. But then we just stood there looking at each other like, do we really need yes. to go? <laughs> but the lesson learned was like, after that, we got so much shit. <laughs> we got so much shit. Like, no matter what we say nowadays, they're like, at least you're not like your cousins who fell asleep during a fire. fire. And yeah. we were like, yeah. Yeah, that's us. We get it. We get it. But the thing is, like, now I can look at it and really laugh. Like, that's my go to story. On a date, that's my go to story. Mm -hmm. When I'm like, what's the dumbest (laughs) (laughs) My my favorite go to story is, what's the dumbest thing you've done? Here, let me tell you mine. (laughs) And I always find it hilarious. I fell asleep during a fire. We were going to die. (laughs) But it happened. It happened. Yes. But it's what we're trying to say is, like, our family is very much into, like, we're mean, but in a good way. Because we're... I say this jokingly a lot of times, but we are really building character. <laughs> like, yeah, it is building character. Because it, it... I can say that my thick skin and the way that I carry myself now is a, is very much thanks to how my family raised me. Mm-hmm. The way that I can be, like... I'm confident about myself because I know, like, no matter what people say, I've heard worse. So yeah. it's just like... But that's also why we... I feel like we can be so open with our family. Or, like, at least certain family members, yeah. too. Because they know everything. They know everything, and, and they it's still like, love us. it's like don't make fun of us for it, and it's like it'll hurt. But at the same, time, it's like it can never be as worse as someone else because it's like you know the story from front and back, and if you're gonna hurt me about it, then I'm like okay, yeah, yeah it's because you love me, <laughs> and you're hurting my feelings too. about it. No matter how mean they are at the end of the day, too, they always have your back as well. It's yeah. not like they're mean and they, we can never rely on them. It's they're mean. And then if if I need help, they're the first one I call because yeah. they'll come pick me up. Because it's like, and besides, no one else can hurt your feelings as much as your family. Yeah. <laughs> no one really can. Because at that point, it, I think because of that is why I'm like, I don't care what anybody thinks about me. 
fuck you guys. Like, my family thinks shit about me, and they still love love me. me. So, fuck you guys. If you can't love me, my family got my back. Mm -hmm. But I can say that it's because we're very family-oriented as well. Mm -hmm. I've always realized now that, like, my family is kind of that make-or-break situation for people. That's why our family's so intimidating. Yeah. It's very intimidating. I had one ex-boyfriend who cried meeting my family. That's how intimidating they are. That's why when I brought the... When I brought the guy over, I was like, nobody's fucking talking. <laughs> Nobody besides, like, talking. Besides, like, grandma and grandpa who were, like, asking him in his name. I'm, like, thinking to myself, I'm like, because I'm next to you, nobody talks to you, nobody interrogates you, you don't really get to know them. Like, like no. you don't know shit. shit. You don't know the reality. Right now, I'm giving you the foot in the water. Yeah, That's it. Yeah, but yes, our family would be too. But yes, your boyfriend, your ex-boyfriend crying. Yeah. <laughs> At that time, that I was, was just like, you guys are so mean. Now that I realize, like, no, you guys were really looking out because we didn't end well. That's why he's an ex-boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't work out, and that was kind of like the sign that I should have paid attention to. Like, if you can't get along with my family, we can't work out because I am my family. I'm mean. Yeah. <laughs> I can say, literally, I'm a very mean person. But I'm still very kind-hearted. It's just like when I get to know you and I'm comfortable, I like to make inappropriate jokes. I can jokes. say that we're nice people. Mm-hmm. A lot know. of my friends tell me I'm a nice person. I'm like, yes, I am. Yes, I am. Thank Definitely. Because I'm the type of person, like, if you call me, I'll pick up. Yeah. like When I'm it's there. like friend-wise, family-wise, I'll pick up no matter what. Because when you call, I know it's an emergency, so I'll pick up. And it's like, I, I do put a lot of people before me ahead of time as well. And... I can say I'm a nice person. It's just like my jokes are mean. <laughs> my attitude jokes sometimes is very mean. <laughs> when I'm angry, I get very mean. <laughs> That's just how it is. When, when you're angry, the meanness becomes actual. Like, I'm trying to attack yeah. you. You need to know this. When my meanness comes out, it's like, we're not even talking about superficial stuff anymore. I'm going to hurt you where it hurts. Yeah. Remember that deep, dark secret you told me three years ago? Well, here's it back coming up. Yeah. yeah and it's just like, I realized a couple times with well, uh, well, a few friends that I've, like, said mean stuff to. Later in the past, I'm like, damn, I was really mean. <laughs> I was really mean when I said oh, that. Yes. By the time we got out, she's like, I was also really angry. <laughs> yeah, for real. Because it's like, if I can't make fun of you about shitty situations, we can't be friends. We can't be friends. We can't be friends. Like, if I can't crack a joke about the guy that, you know, came in 30 seconds, we can't be friends. Yeah, fuck that, That's a funny situation. <laughs> I have my best friend. She had this one guy that, like, she used to mess around with that like, always came just like that. I'm like, if I can't crack jokes about that to you, we can't be best friends. But she loved those jokes. She thought it was hilarious. I'm like, this is how I know I found a good friend. Yeah. And just like that, she'll crack jokes about me because I like getting hickeys and sometimes... They don't look. They look like I got attacked by an octopus or a vacuum cleaner. And she'll crank jokes about that. And it's like it's an even kind of playing field. When you're comfortable like that, that's the kind of friendships I appreciate. Yes. It's okay. We as a family, we've also shitted on her about her stupid hickey. Mm-hmm. But she still gets them done, so it doesn't fucking matter. I like them. <laughs> I, I have a collection of scarves now, and it's okay. <laughs> and look, eventually, I won't have to wear them anymore. <laughs> But this is my life. Just get yeah. used to it. When I hit 30, it's like, this is it. Shut up. <laughs> I'm an adult now. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. I'm Can you like, imagine being 30 and getting hickeys around our parents? Are you just kidding like, me? When I'm 30, I'm still going to look young as fuck. Right? Hell yeah. It's the Asian gene. I keep telling myself, I'm like, really? You're not 23. You're 21. You're still 21. You're going to be 21 forever. Listen, now and then, I people are like, you look really young. So, Please shut up. I'll be like, am I going to have to listen? At least when I'm 80, I'll still look like I'm 40. I'm okay with that. 
I hope so. Do you see that meme where it's like when Asian people turn like 60 and 60 it goes downhill? Down. I'm like, oh, that's not going to be me. Fuck, like, fuck that. That's, that's not, not going to be me. That's how, it can't, you ever look at those Korean pop idols? They be looking like 40 and they still look like they're 12. I'm like, yes. this is me. This is what I'm trying to go for. <laughs> yes, I'm going to freeze time. Just be young forever. She's like, hell yeah. I'm like, oh, how old are you? I'm 18. Always 18. Always gonna be 18. Always you 18. better fucking card me. How are you drinking? How are you drinking alcohol? I'm 18 in the heart and in the skin. <laughs> in the skin. I'm 18. That's all that matters to me. I don't know. I think being Asian in America has a lot of, a lot of different kind of drawbacks. But it's not like extreme. But it's still there. You know. Yeah, but I think. Oh. I want to touch. I want to touch on this because, mm-hmm. um, but I actually want to touch on this with someone else. But whew, fuck it. Anyway, <laughs> so like you know how like we're we're Asian, right? But we're Hmong. No one ever knows what that is. But because we're Hmong, we I think we relate more to Southeast Asian, where instead of like mainland Asian, Asian. which is like Chinese, Chinese Japanese, Japanese, Vietnamese, yeah. that kind of stuff. Like the ones that. The light-skinned Asians. No, actually, it's the one where, like, America built the stereotype around. Yeah. Like, we don't we don't fit that mold. Because, I mean, our parents are kind of Asian. I mean, are kind of, like, that stereotype. But at the same time, our parents are the same ones who, like, let We us came do from whatever. a mountain range. So, yeah. it's not like we had, like, We're, like, savage. Yeah. We're, like, savage jungle Asians who live in, like, third world countries. Yeah, we That's were. We were not the proper city Asian. Yeah. Yeah, so we don't relate with the whole, like, um, we don't relate with the, like, getting piano lessons and, yeah. like, and, like, learning Chinese and stuff like that. Going to Chinese school? Oh, yeah. yeah that's something, like, that doesn't happen to that us. That doesn't happen to us. Or, like, getting beat up for straight A's. That, that doesn't happen That didn't to happen to us at all. But we, we got beat up for other things. <laughs> <laughs> we, re- we relate a lot more to, like, what we like to call hood Asians, yeah. where it's just like they they were they were a lot more free with their kids, but at the same time they were still strict. Hood, jungle, dark. Yeah, <laughs> those are our. our <laughs> <laughs> That's what we grew up with, <laughs> and it sucks. I think being like a minority Asian too, where it's like you don't have a big population, really sucks as well mm-hmm. because you can't really relate to other Asian people. Yeah. That's what I've always found hard. Like growing up in school, I couldn't relate to like my Vietnamese friends or my Chinese friends because it's like I didn't grow up like that. Mind you, okay, I'm going to point this out. Vietnamese Asians are actually jungle Asians who are like, we're not fucking jungle Asians. That's what they are. They're, they're the ones who are like, they're from the hood, but they don't want to stay there from the hood. That's what Vietnamese people they are. They really are. They really are. Because if you, if you listen to Vietnamese people, they sound classy, but then once you get them comfortable, they're all they're hood not, rats. They're not. Yeah, that's why I'm... <laughs> I just, just want to point out that. Like, if we're going to go by stereotypes, that's what I believe in. Mm-hmm. If we're going by stereotypes, Chinese people are really Mind good. you, I did it to Vietnamese guys, so I'm like, <laughs> I know this shit. <laughs> Chinese people are really, like, they are the mainland Asians. They are the people that are hustling, making money left and right. They are the, most of the time, when people are watching, like, people being, like, really offensive to Asian people, they're Chinese. Yeah, and they're, they're the ones with this, <laughs> they're the ones where the kids get beat up for not having straight A's, Okay. That's them. That's them. For us, we're different. We're different. We're different kind of Asian. You need to watch. So there's this there's this YouTube channel called Wong Fu Productions. They do the oh, show I called Yappy. That. They did a whole episode about how no matter how we're connected as Asians, we're still like segregated within each other. Yeah, and I think it's very true because Asia itself as a continent is so 
bake. We can't really relate to each other. Yeah, I mean, if you think about it, some Asian people don't consider Indians as Asian. Yeah. Some Russian people are still white people, so we they're not Asian they're at not all. They're not Asian. No. But even though they're in Asia, they're not Asian. Asian. Mm-hmm. But that's... That's really how it is. It'll just be like, there's like Southeast Asian, East Asian, yeah. South Asian, Pacific Islander Asian. Yeah, it's, like, it's all different. It's, it's too much for us to all be considered in that Asian stereotype. Especially in America, where they, they rely on that Chinese, I like to say Chinese Asian stereotype. Yeah. Like, that Eastland, that's the Asian a lot of people think about when they hear that word. But it's not where we come from. Yeah, it's not, it's not even close. Like, at the end of the day, I think we, I think because we're, like, more, like, South Asians, we relate more to, like, Cambodia. Cam- I mean, I mean, I mean, as, like, Cambodians, Laos, like, Filipino, like, I think we relate more to, like, uh, actually, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna save my words. <laughs> I was gonna say something, and I don't want it to sound racist. <laughs> <laughs> No, but I do think that, like, because we're the ones who end up growing in, growing up in, like, areas that are not... More very, urbanized. Yeah, more urbanized because, like, the yeah. other the other ones, they get to grow up in the suburbs. We don't. I can admit to we that. We don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like Southeast Asians, a lot of people know them because they are urbanized. And a lot of, like, the East Asians, they, they grow up in more affluent families where they're like they're all doctors and dentists and stuff so they're already going going off for a good start a lot of southeast asians like they're the they're the families you see at corner stores laundry mats working, yeah. working grocery stores those are southeast asians they're never ever like east asian people never and i think that's where people like get us fucked up and i'm like you know i also hate the are you asian or chinese thing and i'm always like yep i'm asian yep i'm one of them <laughs> it's turning to yep i'm american yeah. it really does. There. even when you say you're american they'll be like but where are you really from i'm like i was born in delaware <laughs> i'm from here i'm from, from here. here born here if you want to know where am i families from and where my life no, is let from. me tell you like i asked i asked a white guy i'm like so like what are you nigga okay oh my god i'm sorry <laughs> the, dude, the dude had the nerve to tell me that's rude i'm like are you serious are, are you, you kidding me are you kidding Do you know how many times i get I'm this like, question a day my, i'm thinking to myself i know you were gonna ask me at that point. same question i know you were gonna ask me so i'm just asking you right now i used to work <laughs> for this fast food restaurant we will call it ick filet ick filet i worked there too <laughs> on saturdays there is there there's always older caucasian families that go there and this one time while i was doing this thing called touching tables where you check on to the people who are sitting and eating in and you ask them how their day is if they need anything this very i want to say older male caucasian probably late 60s 70s i had a whole 30 minute conversation because he wanted to be like where are you from I'm like oh i'm from i'm from delaware born in lancaster but you know i moved here after a while then he goes no where are you really from i'm like well my mom is from laos and thailand he's like oh i've been to thailand i'm like that's great i haven't been there i don't speak the language Cool. Then he goes, y- you know, do you know what Savari Ka means? I'm like, oh my, oh my, exactly. I had a whole hour conversation about him trying to teach me my own culture. And I was just like, I'm working, so I can't be rude to you. But if I was off the clock, I would tell you to go fuck yourself. Yes. <laughs> Honestly. And it's just like, I understand people that are like, I love the culture. That's why I want to learn. I'm completely okay with that. 
this whole this whole thing about like cultural appropriation i'm always 50 50 yet if it's people just appreciating and trying to learn i'm cool with that but i think i can't say that because i come from a very small minority so when people learn about my culture i love it like i yeah, fucking so, love like, it i love having i don't care who the fuck wears mom yeah. clothes i really don't unless like they're wearing mom clothes and then they're being offensive being super offensive as in like setting it on fire or like telling me this is like, like ching chong shit yeah then ching like, chong shit or if they're like attaching a shitty story to like rape or something then i'm like yeah you can't fucking do that but if you're like wearing our mom clothing you're like this is beautiful i'm like yeah it is it really is and there's a lot of hard work that goes into making it I always appreciate that that kind of stuff. So when he was trying to teach me my own culture, I was over here like, man, I love it that you learn so much, but please don't try to sit there and be a teacher because I grew up with this. Yeah, I think I that's know the thing. It. It's like, I think people need to understand the point where like, you, you don't have to teach us. Just tell us you appreciate it. Yeah. Like, okay <laughs> do not have a whole conversation with me in time because i cannot speak it because at the end of the day it's like we still want to be treated as people an individual like person because as much as i am my culture i'm still my own person yeah of course like that's why our parents can talk so much shit about us because it's like if we were the mold then we would fit the stereotype we would be everything that our parents wanted and us to be, but i can tell oh my god i can tell you honestly being raised Hmong traditional Hmong, and then also being raised American at the same time, they are the most two conflicting values ever, and it never works out. It really doesn't. It really doesn't. Because when you think think 1980 America, that's current Hmong culture. Like, girls are supposed to stay home and do whatever, guys make the business. That's modern Hmong culture right there. And I do think that, I think people need to understand that, like, because we're, like, South Asian, we... Oh, I should say this. I think, to on an educational level, um, our parents didn't choose to come to America. We were, f- they were forced, forced to come here because our country was having a, or the country that they were living in Had a war. was having a war. So, like, we're not like the Chinese people who just fucking fly on a motherfucking plane and just come to the fucking states and want to build a life. No, our parents were like... We either like, come here or they're die. Like, they're like, America's opening their doors. Go to America now because you're going to die here. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what it was. It's, it's not... Like, my grandma will always say she doesn't... She didn't want to be here. She didn't want to be here. She had a great life. Her husband was a fucking, like, police officer. They had a house. They had all this <laughs> shit. You know? Of course, why would she leave that for, like, an... For overpaying for a house that she's still paying for now, why the fuck would she leave that? So that's what I'm saying. I'm like, I think that's why they don't understand. I'm like, that's why you know we're different because we're in a place where like we we are grow, we our fa- our parents we grew are up with up, struggle. We, we grew, grew up, up with struggle. Like, constantly with struggle. Nobody, like none of them wanted to be here. And I think that's where like I think everyone doesn't have an understanding of when they say like when they say make asian jokes i'm like well you don't even know so your asian joke is whack yeah <laughs> and i think it's a lot of people when they're like yeah we came here because one two it's like my parents did not come here because they wanted to my parents came here because my grandparents had no other choice mm-hmm. like if they wanted to take care of the kids they would have to come here so like a brief backstory is like Hmong people helped out the american side during the vietnam war and when they lost, we were prosecuted a lot because we weren't fighting for our home country. We were fighting for the opposite team. And we were we were executed and we were um we were we were discriminated a lot. And people a lot of time when they found out you were Hmong, you would automatically be accused of treasony and killed. 
And because of that, we were like, yo, America, we helped you out. You need to help us out because yeah. we're getting killed constantly. And that's why we're here. We didn't come here because we thought it's a great opportunity. We're going to make, you know, we're going to make millions come yeah, here. Yeah, yo, nobody came here for the American dream. Okay, we no just one, ended up yeah, here. No one came for the American dream. We came here because technically we were left behind and we were like, yo, bro, you got to help us out because we helped you out. Yeah. And so, what sucks about it is that we're not in American history books at all. That, that's what always pisses me off. It's like, our people sacrificed our lives and we did all of this, and we're not even in your history book. It's like, they will never understand. And, like, if you, you, ha- you would have to go to, a f- like, a bookstore or a library or, like, research a specific book for it to tell you, like, during this time, America opened their borders for citizenship. Like, that's what it, that's all it will ever say. And it's, like I said... My grandma, if I talk to anybody else's grandma who are also Hmong, they'd be like, like, we didn't want to be here. They didn't. We didn't want to fucking be here. And I'm like, yes, I know, because we're mountain people. We belong in the mountains where nobody gives a fuck about us. (laughs) A lot of the times, too, they had better lives out there. They had houses. They had a community. They had a job already attached to the name. Mm -hmm. When they came here, they had to learn English. They had to start it right from the freaking bottom. They were already at the top. Yeah. (laughs) Why would they come here for? Why would they come there when they were already living a hassle-free life? Yeah, so it's just like, I think that's where a lot of people lack, too. Like, (sighs) Like, I don't want to talk about race, but that's what it is. I think everybody just lacks an education about everyone else's struggles, so everyone gets so offended. Offended, mm mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, And especially because it's, like, I can understand where certain people come from, but it's also, like, because we're from a minority race as well, it's just, like, you will never understand unless you ask the right questions. Mm -hmm. And as much as we try to go into the mainstream, there's not enough of us to be, like, yeah, we're here. Yeah. I'll tell you, the only Hmong actress i ever seen make it into the mainstream, I don't know if you guys know her, Brenda Song was Hmong. And, like, I know, anytime I say that, they're like, was she really? I was like, yeah. She had a whole, like, 15-minute thing on Disney Channel where she talked in Hmong about her culture and everything. And, like, I know, as a Hmong girl growing up, I was like, that's me. But I've never seen another Hmong actress after her make it into that. Of course. And this is just hard because it's like, Brenda Song is Hmong. But it's hard for her to, like, educate the masses when they've kind of put her in the Chinese Chinese. Because she's half Chinese. So they put her, they brushed aside that Hmong side of her and said, they, she's, she's Chinese. Chinese. And it's just like, no, she's Chinese Hmong. But I think, I mean, I think entertainment and its whole, they do that all the time. Like, <laughs> like... I wish I had a better example. I wish I had a better example, but I think whoever's listening should understand Scarlett that. Scarlett Johansson and that whole Ghost in the Shell thing was like, yeah, that's that's chalk. She's Japanese? No. <laughs> no, she's she was a white girl playing in Japanese. I know she was, but I'm saying that, like, like you know, Brenda Song being half Hmong, half Chinese, they're just going to accentuate the part that she's Chinese because they don't know Hmong. Yeah, it's right? easier. So, like, for... Like I said, I wish I had a better example, but, like... I think celebrities... See, I think this is the wrong podcast for... Anyways, I'm going to say For example, you know, like... You know Cardi B, right? Mm-hmm. She is Spanish, but she's also black. And there's a part where she keeps talking about how she's black, but at the same time, like, she has moments where she she pushes it, like, oh, I'm also Spanish, and then she starts making Spanish m- music. Like, at least... She, like, for her, she can have both. She can have both. At a point, she can have both. Because it's, it's easier for that because... It's it's more educated in the world. They're like, oh, you know, we grow up in, in the American education system. Like, oh, you can learn Spanish, French, or you can learn Chinese. Yeah. And that's that's why it's so much easier for Brenda Song to be like, 
oh, Chinese. I'm Chinese. Yeah. Because it's something that's easily relatable. And I know for the American Hollywood system, like, you go for the stuff that's going to sell well. But at the same time, it's like you're missing out on the representation that you could have provided. But I'm going to tell you this. Disney's favorite thing to do with Asian people is make them dumb. Uh-huh. They love it. You know, that's why in Sweet Life with Zack and Cody. Mom and Chicken was dumb. Dumb Yo, she was dumb as fuck, and she played a Thai girl. You know why yeah, I think she did fucking show. Honestly, why I I think they did that because they didn't want to play into Asian. All Asians are smart, so they did the opposite. Yeah. By the same time, they're like, why the fuck would you make the one Asian like, girl dumb? It's like, why can't you just make her normal? Yeah, why can't you make her she normal? didn't need to be. She didn't need to be an AP honor student, and she didn't need a dumb as fuck yeah, blonde Asian wannabe. <laughs> She could have just been a normal, normal. Asian girl. Like, like yeah, they why made was that hard? They either, they either do them super stupid or super smart. Like, another example is when you watch um, Andy Mac. Yeah. When the mom works at the, the salon, that Asian girl is so stupid. And I'm like, why is she st- the dumbest fucking person in the world? Honestly. Why the fuck is she just so fucking stupid? And I hate it. I really do hate it because it's like... I would like to say I'm a regular Asian. Yeah, I used to be like an AP honor student, but then I went downhill. Now I'm like an average academic person. And I'm just like, there are regular Asian people out there. And I feel like because of that stereotype, especially with like the Southeast competes with the East Asians, we have to live up to like Asian people get A's. Asian people are doctors and nurses and stuff like that. And it's just like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to be a doctor. I don't want to be a nurse. I don't study that hard to be like that. I'm a regular person. But if, and I think when that, but that being said, like, let's, if we're not looking at entertainment, if we're looking in society, right? A Southeast Asian person has a harder time getting a scholarship than one of those, like, East Asians. East Asians. Because those East Asians, you know, they are the ones who are stereotyped doctors, lawyers, and, like, they do engineers. Band, they and, do, it, like, violin, they do extracurriculars, and they also are, like, AP students. Yeah, they do all of that shit. Whereas, like, a Southeast Asian has to work harder. And that's why. Even getting scholarships is so so fucking hard, and like I don't think people understand that they just categorize us like As we're Asian. one Asian mm-hmm. and we're not. I would like to say East Asians have it a lot easier than Southeast because Southeast Asians, I would like to say because East Asians, they're kind of better rooted in society where they can start off already at like um, mid level. They're not poverty. They're 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 in that midlife where like. They're not living rich, they're not mansions, but they have a house and a roof and they don't have to worry about much. But Southeast Asians, they're the people that you see hustling. They're the people that you see that are like owning corner stores, owning shops and stuff like that. They're honestly, they're the people that you see that are rocking with gangs and stuff because they have to support their family. And that's how it is. Yeah, when you, see an, when you see an Asian gangster, it's never a Chinese or Vietnamese guy. Person. It's a Cambodian, Filipino, Laos guy. That's how they are. The one that looks like gangbangers. That's what we are. Like, they just can't put us in the same category. Because we struggle just as much as anybody. Because we... They've been here longer than us. I'll give it to them. They have been here longer than us, and that's why they have it easier. <clears throat> I think Cambodian stuff, when we came here, it was already, like, the 80s or 90s. We weren't here building the railroads like Chinese people were. Yeah, no. We weren't there like that. And I understand why you have it easier. So when we group all of us together, it's like, nah, we can't relate to them. Yeah, they they just can't group us all together. And like I said, they're, like, those 
East Asians will look at us Asians as like we're the dirty ones. Mm-hmm. We're the dirty Asians. Oh my god. We're the ones that they don't want to claim as Asian, but they have to. Earlier, like I said, I had an ex boyfriend. He was Fujinese. So according to him, that was like old school Chinese, like like very, very, very old Chinese. So when I told him I was bong, he's like, We have a word for you people. And I was like, What's it what is it? He's like, We call you Mao, and that means the left behind people. And that's when I knew East Asians don't recognize us. Never. They just don't. And like like I said, I had two Vietnamese boyfriends. At the end of the day, we're jungle Asians to them. We're not Asians. We're jungle Asians. We, we we're, are the, the we're the savages. Ones. We're the dirty ones. We're the ones that eat meat raw and stuff like that. And it's just like the only time I've ever, ever faced that kind of like segregation from Asian people was when I was meeting like Vietnamese, my friend's Vietnamese parents for the first time. And when I told them like, oh, I'm like half Thai, half Hmong. They're like, oh, you're one of those people. I'm like, dude, we're all fucking Asian. Yeah. We're facing the same discrimination in America. Don't separate us more. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, they don't get it. They don't get it at all. So I'm like, there's just discrimination everywhere. And like I said, I've never been discriminated by other minorities. I've been mostly discriminated by by other other Asians. Asians. So I think that's the part where it's like, yeah. I mean, I understand discrimination. But it just hurts more when it's like the people. It hurts from a group that you think you're supposed to belong in, and everyone else thinks you're supposed to belong in. When you think I don't, I don't belong to them, them and you could relate to them. They're like, nah, we're not related to you. And it's just like, how are you? We not? We're facing the same struggles. They're like, nah, but you're different. Mm -hmm. I'm like, no, no, we're not. We're not at all. Because honestly, Chinese, Cambodian. Mong Thai, we still get that same Ching Chong joke. We still get the same you eat dog joke. We're getting all the same jokes, but you're just looking at me like I'm lesser because I'm, the funny thing is, like, they'll do it because they make more money and they are known to be the minority citizen. Yeah. And that's what it is. They're known to be, like, we are the ones that uphold the American society by being doctors and pharmacists and stuff like that. And it, it hurts a lot when I see that happen because when I grow up and when I'm trying to like determine my future or whatever, my first instinct is to lean into that direction to fit that mold that's already decided for me because I know that's where I'll be most accepted in. Yeah. But when I when I break from that, I'm kind of like, I don't know what to do because all my life I've always been told... You'll be a doctor, you'll be a nurse, you'll be a surgeon, you'll be this, you'll be a lawyer, you'll be something. You'll be something in that field that makes you known and makes you safe. Yeah. But you don't want to play to that. It's just like, I don't know what's left for me. Yeah. (laughs) It's just hard. It's hard. That's how society sees us. Yeah. When you have something already, like, pressed against you, it's always hard to go against that. Especially now, I know a lot of people... With, like, the uh, Crazy Rich Asians coming out, so many Asian people were like, we're so surprised that there's this many Asian actors, Asian directors, and stuff like that. And it's just like, why would it be surprising in 2018? You know, it shouldn't be surprising. Be surprising. Yeah. We, we come so far in understanding each other, like, to see um, a main star as Asian or main lead as Asian should not be like, whoa, this is revolutionary. This is so different. It's just yeah, because like, it's kind of like, dude, like... <laughs> Jet Li and Jackie Chan work so... Oh, even Lucy Liu. Like, they work so fucking hard to just not be in those roles. To be not... To be... 
to not be recognized. Actually, let me take out Jet Li and, and Jackie Chan. They're, cause they, they always play the same role. But I think Lucy Liu in general. Like, she works so hard to not fucking fit those roles. And then they just fucking put us in those roles anyways. And we're like, uh, fuck it. Just recently, that uh, the one Grey's Anatomy Asian actor, Christina Wong or something. Yes! She just got an Emmy nomination. It's just like, that's the first Asian American to get that role. And it's just like, why is that the first? Because we've had... We've had plenty enough Asian roles, but the thing is, like, they're always the same. That quirky best friend, the really cute assassin, or, like, the the nerdy hacker that's part of the group, but not really part of the group. We're super dumb! We're super dumb! <laughs> super dumb! That Asian student that doesn't know how to speak English and makes the really fob jokes that we find hilarious. That's a oh, what's that one with like over twenty one or something? The really crazy Asian. Yeah, no, like dude, he he did a great job as in like. Uh, I think that movie needs more credit than it deserves. Mm-hmm. Like I think that more people should have watched it because, like, I think if we're talking about East Asian. That was a great example of East Asian and a kid being born American. Mm-hmm. But I think what they do, they should do a South Asian. Oh, what's his name? He's on YouTube. I know he's on YouTube. He used to do videos with Ryan Ryan Higa a lot. He used to be part of the fake K-pop band that they created. He actually, I followed his channel. He did a whole vlog about, like, he refused a role because he went into it. And they were like, can you do it in, like, an Asian accent? And he's yeah. like, I refuse that because you never told me, like, this was going to be an, a funny Asian character. You told me that this was a role where, like, the main character's best friend, that he was going to rely on, he was going to have a breakdown scene and everything. I was here to be, you know, not Asian. I was here to show you my acting skills. I'm not here to be your Asian prop. Yeah. And I appreciate that, that he refused that role because I was just like, yeah, because you know what? We shouldn't have to settle for being that Asian best friend, quirky nerd, IT tech. Like, yeah. we're not just those people like we're regular people who come in here it's plenty of time for us to be like yeah we're that weird kid that smokes weed <laughs> and drinks a lot like that's exactly who we are we're not the nerdy asians anymore that's not who we are anymore yeah and i also feel like i think when it comes to like stereotyping i don't mind the jokes i really don't it just sucks when they're meant to hurt you mm. and it's, that's when i get like you're not my friend, don't say that. Like, that's where I get, where I'm like, no, I get that. If you're not my friend, don't fucking say that. If you were my friend, you can say all the Asian jokes you want, and I'll laugh with you and make the same exact jokes back. But if you're not my friend, don't fucking talk. I, I completely get that, because when it was my friends, and you could be like, oh, when a dog passed by, and they'd be like, oh, that's your next meal. I would laugh with them, because you know what? I'm comfortable enough to where I would crack the same joke, where, be, where I'd be like, oh, look. Salsa came by. Look, there's your next meal. And they would laugh with me. And I'm like, okay, we understand each other. But when you're a complete stranger and I'm eating, like, Rice Krispies and you ask me, yo, is that uncooked rice? I'm ready to rock you because you don't know who I am. You don't know my struggle. I will punch you in the face because you're not saying that to be funny. You're saying that to be mean. And that's the difference. Yeah. When it's my friends, you say that to be funny because you know that I'll crack the same joke. You don't know me. You're just saying that to be mean because you know that's going to hurt. You know... That's an easy target. Because cause at the end of the day, I don't think... Like, I feel like racism could end just if everybody just kind of, like, embraced certain things about themselves and about their culture. 
Like, if everyone could be able to just accept those things and be like, okay, let's can, we can joke about this, but at the, at, at the end of the day, you still treat me like a normal person. Mm-hmm. I think if everyone can just treat each other like normal people, we wouldn't have this issue. We'd be fine. We wouldn't have an issue with all these people like the jokes. Thing, because I can joke about you, you're lower than me. It's like, no, I'm joking about you because we're equal. Yeah. <laughs> Now it's now it's hard. It's like like I said, I can't even say certain things because I'm like scared, and it's it's hard. It's like I don't want to be like that. I don't want to be like that. I told my mom recently. I don't know if you guys know. So, a little short political thing. Laos is taking back their people, and America is doing a lot of deportations of people that come from Laos and Cambodia. And yeah, it's not on the news, which, you know, it's not on the news as much as it is about what's going on in the South border and everything. Mm -hmm. And that's because it's different levels and and whatever. That's fine. I kind of understand that. But I always feel like when it's like racism and like prejudice against Asians, we're always brushed underneath that carpet. Yeah. It's like it's hush hush. Nothing else is about it. Because when I went to go research it and everything, I've had two articles and they're from the same website. (laughs) Considering it, I was just like. Why is it when it's, like, other people, headlines, TVs, everything, it's there. When it comes to Asian people, it's one article, one video, that's about it. That's all you guys get. And I've noticed recently with the the whole new people that we have in charge in America, I think racism is a lot more apparent. Because you'll see videos coming out every week. You'll see videos coming out every week. Somebody's calling somebody because of their skin color, they're calling the cops. Somebody's telling somebody to go back to the home country because they're not speaking English. And I was like, man, when I was younger, yeah, I got the occasional Asian joke, but it was never like this. It was never like never. this. And I realize now that, like, it's so much more apparent that you kind of realize, like, it's always been there, but it was never okay. But now it's like, say whatever you want. Yeah, so I think that's why, <laughs> I also think that's why, like, Asian people are getting more and more angry. Mm-hmm. So, like... <sighs> For example, that girl who wore the that Vietnamese dress, right? Uh-huh. It's like okay, I personally I wouldn't get mad. I wouldn't get mad at all. I think it's fucking cute on her. I don't care what the fuck she does, but I do understand those Asian people that get angry. It's because like all of these years, like we've never gotten angry before, but it's now like well, everybody else gets the right to be angry. Why don't we? Why get don't to- we get to be angry? So let's be angry. So that's what it is. That's really what it is. Because honestly, whoever complained about it. I, I honestly don't think they would have been upset before, but it's like everyone else gets their chance to like everyone get mad. else gets their chance to be like treat me as a person. But when yeah. it comes to Asian people, it's just kind of like we'll brush that underneath and it's whatever. And the thing is, like I think Asian people just let it slide for so long because it's like I think okay, it's the way we're raised as well. It, yeah, it's the way we're raised. We're like okay, we'll let it go. Like we still do all this stuff. And at the end of the day, I also think we let it go. We let it go because we're also hoping. Like we're also hoping one day we'll be treated like normal people. Yeah. One day. They'll, I think they'll see us as a threat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then it doesn't happen that way. It doesn't. Like, it really doesn't. The Asian joke are always the same. They're always the same shitty jokes that I'm just like, can you one day just come up with a better one? Just come up. <laughs> just come up with a new one. I like just make something new. Like, do y'all got any new jokes? No new jokes. It's the I'm same thing. You. Yes, we eat cat and dogs for the past 30 years. Yes. <laughs> That's it! For the past 30 years. Yes, we get A's. Yes, we look like Jackie Chan. Yes, we eat cat dogs. Please come up with something better. Yeah, it's like, like, you're not, you're not, you're not that funny. You're not that funny. Yeah. Even now, I think what's really hard about it is that 
I what I think why it's so easy to brush it under is because we've seen what like African Americans have gone through, so we can't compare to it. So we're like yeah. we don't have a right to complain. But at the same time, we're not white people. We don't get that free pass. So we're stuck in that limbo where it's like, okay, we can't really complain because we didn't have it as bad as them. But we can't say we're we're scot free because we're not as easy as them. And because the way Asian people are raised, we're always taught to like, keep your mouth shut. Hold your opinion to yourself. It's all about how we're presented to the others. Yeah, and that's like all Asian people. And then they also forget other Asian people don't like other Asian people. Yeah. So like they really forget. There's they certain Asian just people. think Asian people are grouped together. Like nah, I would tell you honestly, Hmong people don't really mess with Chinese people because Chinese people technically kicked us out. Yeah. <laughs> so like, fuck that. So it's also the part where like yes, we have that weird middle, and then we also have that part where like. We're segregated within ourselves. (laughs) Yeah, we're segregated in our own supposedly community that everyone keeps putting us in. And I'm like, no, the community is completely different. I realize now, because when I try to date East Asians, we could never get along. But when I talk to people from South Asia, I'm like, yeah, you understand exactly what I'm going through. Yeah, and I think that's the hard part, too. And it's just so annoying when, like, no one understands that. Because I'm like... You know, all of those scholars... Like, I'm going to say this again with, like, scholarships. With all of those scholarships, those scholarships have been built by, like, those East Asians. They built all of that. So it's it's a lot harder for, like, a South, for the Southeast Asian to even get one of those scholarships. Because it's like... Because they don't want our name they're on gonna, They're going to give all of those scholarships to all the other East Asians. And we're just going to be here, like... Okay, I guess I'm gonna do nails or go work at the laundromat or I'm just gonna go fix cars. Gonna go fix cars. The one that's doing blue collar work, they're Southeast Asian. Or I'm gonna go join the gang. You know, one of those things. Yeah, it's like, those are Southeast Asians. Those are not East Asians. You do not hear about Chinese gangs. You hear about the Cambodians. You hear about the Lao gangs. You hear about the Hong gangs. Yeah, Grand Torino, that's really our lives. That was not no exaggeration. A lot of people actually. Told, some people hate that movie. I know most people hate that movie, but when I when people try to tell me like, oh, when I say Hmong, every once in a while I'm like, you mean like Grand Torino? I'm like, I'm like yes. yeah. Yes, They're yes, like, exactly. was it really like that? I'm like, back then when it came out, yes, it was exactly like that. Nowadays, it's not as harsh. If you don't know what Grand Torino is, it's basically this really old Caucasian male gets introduced to this Hmong family, and he gets attached to this family. One of the sons goes to be a part of the gang, and he gets attached to the It's daughter. a Clint Eastwood movie! Just yeah. go watch it! Yeah, it's really good! But back then, back when it was produced, it was like, what, early 2000s, I think? Oh, yeah. Early 2000s, we were really rocking like that. Like, a lot of the guys in Minnesota and Midwest were really a part of those gangs, and they were heavily attached to that. Nowadays, you don't really see that. Yeah. You don't really see that. You still get a couple people like, yeah, I'm part of I'm part of the gang. But it's not like as heavily influenced as it used to be. But when I see that movie and people tell me, I can look at it and be like, Yeah, that really is like how my family is every now and then. Like I can tell like the very small bits and pieces like, Yeah, we do throw parties where yeah, everybody's invited. Yeah, we do really invite our yeah, neighbors we... to <laughs> it's like I'll be back. I need a bathroom break. Bathroom break shit. Good, because I need one too. (laughs) So we are going to call a 15 on this podcast because, you know, we've been drinking and it's, you know, not the greatest, but it's okay because I like drinking. I like drinking a lot. I don't like drinking because it helps solve my problems. I like drinking because it makes me feel good. 
enough to solve my problems. And honestly, that's all that really matters. To anybody that says drinking is a bad thing, they haven't drank. Or they drink too much. I don't think one of my one rules is like, you can't drink when you're sad. You can't drink when you're upset. You can only drink when you're happy or in a good mood. Because when you drink when you're sad, you only get sadder. When you drink when you're upset, you only get more upset. When you drink when you're happy, you get happier. <laughs> That's an important rule to keep. Oh, did you pause me? You pause it? I did not. I just kept talking. <laughs> oh, fuck. Anyways. <laughs> I gotta pick. So we're gonna take a break. Um, yes. Hey, sorry for that weird break. Um, we broke the seal. Yeah. So, anyways, we had a break. I had to go pee. Um, we everybody had to go pee. We're gonna drink more yeah. wine later. But final notes. We're final, final notes. Final now. notes because it's getting pretty long. My final note was basically when I was on my break, I had an epiphany. Why I'm I'm very pro sharing culture, or at least my own culture, is because. I can say myself, I don't know Hmong at all, and I don't know my culture, like, the back of my hand. So I can say in a couple, like, 20, 50 years, it won't be as prevalent, and it won't be as known as it is right now of what I'm growing up with. And that's one thing. It makes me really sad, and it makes me really passionate in sharing it so other people know, and other people can tell that. So I get really upset when we're still part, a really big part of American history, and, like, the Vietnamese War. And we're not shared in those books because if I can't know my own culture, I want at least other people to know so we don't get forgotten and we don't get left behind. Because when I heard my ex-boyfriend told me, like, oh, you're a Mao, you're the left behind people, that really did hurt me on the subconscious level. Like, I was just like, that's not something I want to be known as. That's not something, like, I want to grow up in a couple years and witness my grandkids go through. Like, they don't know their own culture, which sucks for me and puts me in a position where I was like, you should learn your own culture, which I'm trying to do. And why I asked, like, my aunts, my older, the older, elder people in our in our community, like, what was it like back when you were younger? Even recently, I had a whole conversation with my mom who immigrated when she was around, like, eight, eight or something. I asked her, like, what was it like? When you were there, when you are in your home country, and she couldn't remember much, but she told me everything and what she grew up with. And I was like, I never knew any of the things you grew up with, but at least now I know. So when I'm older, I can tell my own kids, like, this is what your grandma went through. This is what I went through. It's completely different experiences, but I want you to carry these core lessons with you so we can share what we have left. Especially since most people don't have a written language. We don't have books to tell us this is what your culture is. We don't have stories that are written down to tell our kids. It's all mouth to mouth, word to word. That's all we learn. And it sucks. It really does suck that we don't have that. But it's really great because I think the plus of being Hmong is that we learn how to communicate really well with each other. I think the one thing that we have stronger than most people is that is our family values. Yeah. And the fact that we're so family oriented. Mm-hmm. And like that's why I had to bring it up in the beginning where I'm like, she's my cousin, even though people might say she's not really my cousin. She's I'm my like, cousin. she's my fucking cousin. Mm-hmm. Cuz it's like it's better that way. It's just for us it really is the one thing I remember growing up is like no matter what you go through through your life, family will have your back. That boyfriend or girlfriend that might break up with you, your family is there. That friend that might leave you for over whatever petty yeah, like, reason, your like, family's there. Yeah, your, your family's there. Like, you even had 
stepbrothers and sisters for a while, and you were just, you embrace them. Yeah. You hold on to them. I was never told to call you my, oh, that's my stepbrother. Like, no, that's my brother. Yeah. We're never told that, and I think that's the one thing that I take the most pride in, is that that other people will never understand, is that I will always say that. I will never say, oh, like, she's my cousin. Sure, she's just... Haley from like this this and this i'm like no that's she's my cousin she's family i don't give a fuck like what people say i'm gonna say that she's my family family. and like i said it doesn't matter that her you know that her mom is divorced from you know her dad that's like dad's side of the family and i'm on the dad's side of the family it doesn't fucking matter other people might think it's weird, weird. as fuck. Yeah. People I, think it's I've weird heard, as fuck. I've heard a lot of people, when I tell people, like, I hang out with my dad's side of the family, they're like, well, don't you live with your mom? I'm like, yeah, and that's this is how it this is. This is how I look at it. I'm like, okay, if I got married and divorced my husband, I don't fuck with him, but I fuck with his family. Yeah. And his family is all that matters to me and matters for my kids. So fuck that guy. Exactly. But everybody like, else is like, always, cool. Ugh. I've always embraced that because it's like, if I divorce somebody, I don't fuck with you personally, but if I have kids with you, my kids are going to mess with your family and my family because that's what the kids grew up on and that's what they're going to stay on because I will never, ever tell my kids, you can't be part of that family because you know what? No matter what, that blood runs through your veins. That's your family no matter what. Yeah, so I just think it's just... That's probably the one thing I take the most pride in when it comes to being Hmong. Because I know other Asian people kind of have that, but I think we have it the best. It's not as strong. It's not as strong. It's not as strong. And we may have, like, really shitty rules and all, but, like... I'll take that. We we have really shitty rules. But I can the, pick and choose what I want, but that's something I will pick. <laughs> yeah, that's the one thing about our culture that I'm so, like, I will always hold on to. Like, super strong. And I think on my final note... I guess I don't have a final note. It's just, like, family. Family like, is... Family, regardless of, like, blood. Comes to everything. Is mm-hmm. everything. Is everything. I've... This one thing I've just always... Just know your family history and then know who your family is. It's just everything. And be willing to support them. Because I know now, a lot of my family, when I go through a tough part of my life, they'll be there and they say, look, you may not know where you're going... But I'll be there for you and I will help you. When you figure out whatever path you're walking, I'll hold your hand through that path. And that's what I've always appreciated because I know I can't rely on my friends like that. Because friends, they don't have that attachment. They can back out when it's too much. But family, at least this family that I've grown up with, when it's too much, they'll still be there. When they feel like like I can't help you with it, you know what they do? They don't back out. They'll grab other people to help. Yeah. And that's what I've always appreciated. Like... When they when one person can't handle something, they'll just grab more people so that we can handle it together. It's never you're by yourself. It's like it's always you're with your family. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, we do have those those family members, the weird ones. <laughs> the weird <laughs> the one we don't talk to. <laughs> the ones that we don't talk to because they choose They choose to be more American than Hmong. Yeah. And family wise, because I know I'm very American in my in my culture, but I'm very Hmong in my family. <laughs> yeah, I am. Yeah, I can say that too. Like I'm very Hmong in my family when it comes to that. Or like when I'm with my friends, I'm still very Hmong about my family. Mm-hmm. But we do have those cousins or or like uncles or whatever who want to be fucking weirdos and choose to. But they're the ones who have the stupid. Okay, this is. They're the ones who have those stories about how they had to struggle because they don't have family. And I'm like, no. You you're always have struggling. family. You're struggling because you just don't want to see us. 
us. You don't want to be around us. We don't know what goes on in your life. You don't want to share nothing. They're the people that isolate themselves and then ask us why there's no one around. It's because because you locked yourself in your room and didn't talk to anybody for 15 plus years. Yeah. That's why. And it's like, dude, I've never said anything to be offensive to you. And, like, if I made a joke, like, it wasn't meant to be offensive. So don't take it that way. Like, I still love you. If you need something, ask me. But we still, like I said, we still... Like, I think in any family, there's that, those family members. There's those just black sheeps. Yeah, where they just don't want to be part of it. And then they have the nerve to complain about how nobody fucking loves them. I'm like, really? We love you. You we, just don't love us. Yeah, you don't love us. Because it's like, dude. We have one cousin. We, we have cousins. We are always constantly rooting for you. And then you just prove us wrong. Yeah. And it's just like, God. And like, don't get me wrong. It's like, yeah. Because we're all, like I said, we're mean to each other, but it's all out of love. And it's just like, why didn't you understand that? No, the thing is, this is what I always want to say. To anybody that comes into my family or like future partners that come into my family, we're mean to each other. But at the end of the day, I know I can rely on you. I can, I've, I've always told my ex-boyfriend when we were like breaking up and everything, he always asked me, he's like, I didn't get along with your family because this and this and this. I don't understand how you get along with them. And I told them, I could make a joke about so-and-so's broken marriage, but I know at the end of the day, when I'm drunk and alone in the middle of the city at 4 o'clock in the morning, if I call them, if I made that joke two seconds before, they'll pick up and say, I'm on my way. And that's how that family is. This is how this family is. Because no matter how hurtful we can be, we know at the end of the day, we can always rely on each other. I know when I'm in whatever the fuck I'm doing in, like, bumblefuck nowhere. I could be in the middle of New Jersey. And as long as I call one family member, they're like, hey, I know you can tell me told you so. I know you can tell me I'm a fuck up. Yeah. But please pick me up. And, you know, what people expect, like, people expect other people to hang up and say, you know, fuck you. Go find your own way home. I'm not driving all the way there. My family would be like, okay, stay where you are. I'm on my way. And if they couldn't make it, stay where you are. I'll hit up somebody that can. Yeah, and that's just how important it is to just have... Have the, each other's back. Have each other's back, and that's why I value my family so much. And, that, and like, yeah, I could literally... I could move anywhere, and I still would have my family, because there's just so many of us. And honestly, I'm very confused when other people be like, I don't talk to my family. I'm like, how can you not? Do you not invite them to birthday parties, barbecues, yeah, celebrations? So what I don't... Like, that's one of the things I don't understand is when people say they have beef with this family member because of this. And I'm like, really? Like, just get over it. Make fun of them every fucking day if you have to. Like... <laughs> <laughs> honestly, really, that's what it is. I had two brothers that hated each other to their very core. One would rather push the other in front of a car. Mind you, this, like, if you think about it, when we were stuck in that fire... That those were the two that had the problem. Yeah, those are the two that had the problem. They were like, just arguing. At the end of the day, nowadays, when someone calls the other, the other one picks up and asks, what do you need? I'm on my way. Exactly. They're separated by states, and they still got each other's back, even though they used to hate each other's guts. So every time I hear someone tell me, like, I just talk to, I don't talk to my brother, and I'm like, why? Just because. I'm like, dude, my brother used to not talk to my other brother, but guess what? They got over it. Yeah, that shit just doesn't make sense to me. It really doesn't. Because I'm like, really, what's more important? Unless there's like a fucked up reason, then I get it. But if it's just like, oh, because my brother doesn't like the music I play, then I'm just like, yo, you're stupid as fuck. 
shut up. <laughs> Honestly, when it's like dumb reasons, when it's not like, when it's not a traumatizing, understandable reason, and it's more like, oh, because my brother used to, used to like dunk me in the pool when I was younger. I'd be like, shut she up. gave us half a fucking cookie. Yeah. Like, <laughs> my, no, I'm sorry. My sister just came in the room to give us cookies and she gave us half a cookie. So, but we still love so her. There's two of us. <laughs> but we still love her. There's two of us, but we love her. She was like, I'm going to be a bitch, but also be nice. <laughs> <laughs> this is how we joke with each other. When we don't have food, we're like, I'm going to still share it. It might be only a bite, but, but I'm going to still share, share it. <laughs> it's like, just, oh, she thought about me. <laughs> That's what we... we whoa. Okay. Yeah. We learn how to be very positive because it's like as long as you think about us and keep us in your heart, that's all that matters. Because we understand that people when they grow up, life gets busy. You don't have as much free time and everything. But as long as like when important stuff matters, you come and say, "Hey, it's your daughter's birthday. I'm here to say happy birthday, even though I don't hang out with you daily. You know, I'm here for the important stuff." Yeah, because I, I don't ever want to say this, but I know it's true. Like I know it's so true. It's like. You know, you have your friends, right? And then you have your family. But I think your family, if you stay connected to them, they're always going to be there. And your friends, they might not be there. <laughs> they just might not be there. When your kid has their 23rd birthday, your friends might be like, they're old enough not for me to come. Your family's going to be like, what's We're up? <laughs> Happy 23rd. Because yeah. honestly, if, if Lily ever has a even, kid. Even if it's like your third cousin removed, I'm like, yep. What's my up? Cousin? What up, bitch? It's your birthday. You 23. I, I remember when you were only three years old. Oh, yes. <laughs> That's really how it is. Especially, I think it's really the Hmong culture where it's like that, too. Because I've understood, when I've talked to other Asian people. It's not like that. It's not like it's that. It's not like that at all. It's not like that at all. But when I talk to Hmong people, they're like, yeah, I was at this birthday party with my, my second cousin's gr- girlfriend's husband's wife. Yeah. But I was still there. <laughs> and I was just like, damn, I've been to that party, too. <laughs> How are you guys related? Well, it's my cousin's boyfriend, sister's boyfriend's girlfriend, sister's other brother's cousin's mom's wife. I'm like, damn, you mean my cousin's brother's <laughs> wife? <laughs> I'm just like, whoa, we're related? <laughs> That's and it for us, it doesn't matter how distant we are. We'll call each other cousin. It's not, oh, you're my second twice or your cousin. Also, on another note, when we say those things, we don't fuck that person. Yeah. Never <laughs> fucking happens. We automatically put them as our first cousin. We're yeah, like, yeah, yeah, we don't yes. fuck them. We don't have sex with them at all. Don't no matter, fucking talk about it. No matter it. how distant it is from my bloodline, when I can relate to, oh, you're my cousin, it's just, that's it. You're that's my it. cousin. You're my cousin. I don't fuck you. You don't fuck me. No fantasies involved. Yeah, and it's not. it doesn't matter how distant that blood is. It could be like, oh, I was never part of your family. I married into this family, but I'm like, you're my cousin. Stop. Yeah, it <laughs> automatically becomes like brother zone yeah. or sister zone. Like and you're just zone. like, don't touch. <laughs> because honestly, I'll hear some wild shit. I'll be like, oh, isn't that your family? And they'll be like, not really, because he married into the family. And he's like, 43 cousins removed. And I'm like, but that's your family. <laughs> <laughs> that's gross. <laughs> like, that's your family. That's, 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 that's your cousin. <laughs> Can you see the family tree on that? That's gross. That's gross. Don't do that. If like, I can if I can connect the bloodlines like tic tac toe, that's gross. <laughs> that's gross. <laughs> but that's here. how it is with us and it's like it's but it's worked out. It's worked out. You know, for all of these years it's worked out. So like if I can no, connect A through Z doing we're there's done. no point in changing any of that. But yes. That's just how we are. The only thing I realized that I can talk to my family the very last last keynote is like I said earlier, 
Like, my family is really the breaking point for a lot of my relationships. Romantic or platonic, either way. It's like friendship or like boyfriend-girlfriend-wise. If you cannot rock with my family, you can't rock with me because my family are my friends. Like, my best friend is Lily. Like, that's my cousin. I don't care what people are like, that's your cousin. That can't be your best friend. Like, no, she's my fucking best friend. I'll call at 3 o'clock in the morning like, Lily, I'm so lonely. And Lily be like, I'm here lonely with you. Yeah. <laughs> that's really how it is. And that that's happened like two days ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's like, it really how it, it really how it really is how it is because I've learned to understand that like at the end of the day, I when I was younger in high school, I used to be like, no, my friends are everything. But they're really, no offense, they're really not. Your, your, your family is really there for you in and through and i know it's not like that for everybody and i always feel sorry for people who don't feel that way but for people who get to understand like their cousins and second cousins like that like you gotta stick with that like nobody else's business because i've learned to understand like your family is really there for you no matter what i realized like i've told people like if you can't mess with my family like i can't be close friends with you because honestly I'm over here 24-7. I don't even live here. <laughs> and I'm here 24-7 because this is where my family is. This is where I grew up. This is where, like, my childhood, my adolescence, my adulthood will be built in this same house. Yeah. And I don't resent that. I actually really appreciate that because when I grow older, whenever I bring someone around, I'm like, this is where I fell down because my, my cousin was being a dick and wanted to wrestle and that's how we fell down the stairs. <laughs> This is where I broke my knee because we were playing skateboards and one of them wanted to kick it underneath me. I have so many stories about the house that me and her are in because I've grown up with it. And I love it so much because I can sit here and just be like, when I take a drink, I'm like, damn, I've really grown up in this house. But yes, I think on my ending note too, it's the same thing. It's like, family is everything. And at the end of the day, I, I... I do feel sorry for those people who don't have the same values. And <laughs> like we said before, you know, when you have like your first, let's say your birthday up to your five. So your first, second, third, fourth, fifth, and sixth birthday. Oh yeah, before you even go to kindergarten, before like before you start making friends, all of those birthdays, you've had family. And it's kind of unfortunate that like, you don't learn to embrace them and learn to love them as much as we do now all the way up till your adulthood because it's like oh yeah my cousin that showed up to my last five fucking birthdays five or six birthdays before I started making best friends Mm -hmm. it's like oh yeah fuck you like (laughs) that's what I think of it as it's like okay because I have like you know two really close cousins that are close to me that I don't even I haven't even talked to them in years one of them is engaged now and the other one you know she's still doing her own thing and it's like I may not have talked to them but I know they got my back no matter what because I have theirs and it's just that's just how it's always been so they've showed up to my birthday since I was born (laughs) so all the way till I make best friends in different schools and do all this stuff but they're my besties always and that's why I'm like family first (laughs) when I hear people like I don't talk to my family I'm like I'm so sorry yeah I'm like like, damn who showed up to your first second and third birthday yeah I'm like like what do you just (laughs) who are your first friends I have people tell me like my family's never showed up to my birthday I'm like for real like your mom did not have no siblings who had kids For yeah, real. man, just people just don't like your parents. What's wrong with you? <laughs> yeah. It's like, I don't think you're the problem. I think your parents, your parents are, are the problem. problem. Maybe your parents are the black sheep of the family we don't talk to. <laughs> yeah. 
But yes, let's just not get dark. Anyways, <laughs> thank you for listening. And um, sorry, there's probably a lot of laughing and a lot of information. And I don't even know if I'm going to post this. Anyways, thank you for we'll listening. See. We'll see. Yes. Bye. You got a glass in the back. <laughs>